Welcome to the Green Sky Social Work Podcast. My name is Green Sky and I'm a clinical social worker in private practice and a social work college professor. This is part five of a 10-part series on the very serious topic of suicide. It's for anyone interested in learning more about this topic. So for part five, um, we are going to discuss the age-old question, does suicide run in families? Now, we talked earlier about um, 90% of people who commit suicide have a psychiatric illness, but we do know that um, people who have a psychiatric illness or a mental health issue, only 5 to 10% actually commit suicide. So it's not enough to say just having a mental illness means that you will commit suicide. So researchers start to question, particularly there's a very famous case of an Amish family, a pedigree of Amish, Amish families where 10 people in that family died by suicide. We had the case of the brother, the uncle, the father, all these individuals died by suicide. So this left researchers kind of scratching their head and saying, hmm, if what is happening in these studies? And so what people were wondering, is there a genetic link? Um, so um, what a lot of researchers were thinking was that maybe there's a family environment. Maybe there's something in that family, the environment in that family, um, some adversity, or maybe it's imitation, maybe because the son saw the father die of suicide. Maybe they're just imitating what they saw and they, they, you know, and they're looking at these past attempts. They're looking at maybe they're really aggressive individuals because what they were saying is what they were finding is that if you have someone in your family to die by suicide, other family members are more at risk, four times more at risk to die by suicide if you have a family member die by suicide. And so um, so we were wondering, researchers were wondering, is this environmental? Well, good old twin studies show, no, it's not environmental. There is a genetic link. And so what the twin studies um, looked at was that when one twin died by suicide and they were adopted, so you have one twin in one family, another twin in another family, they were adopted. What they're finding is that one twin in another family would die by suicide where the other twin is thinking about committing suicide. They grew up in two totally different family environments. So researchers are scratching their head. Maybe there isn't a suicide gene. Perhaps this is more impulsive, more aggressive. You know, perhaps there's some social problems going on in the family and that maybe that's increasing the risk. So maybe if if you're a person who's real impulsive, if you're a person who's very aggressive and you have these social problems in your family, um, maybe that's some of the case. And researchers did find things to control that, that, that looked at this. So families with social problems, they have a history of abuse you are six times more likely to die by suicide. If you have a history of abuse and you're more impulsive, um, you, your um, likelihood to die by suicide becomes 12 times more likely to, to die by suicide. So what a lot of researchers are saying, you know what, we do need to look at maybe there's a genetic factor, but maybe it's a genetic factor as well as an environmental factor. Okay, so looking at some of the social problems that a lot of families were having, researchers were saying maybe trauma has done something with the brain. 
And so researchers started doing brain scans and looking at the hippocampuses of people who um, would die by suicide or committing suicide or um, attempting suicide attempts. And what they find was that there is there are receptors that have diminished. There are parts of the brain of individuals who die by suicide that look totally different from other individuals who don't. And that maybe the kids of the kids of parents who die by suicide have something special about them in their family history, something special about them in their genetic makeup or maybe the way their brain is developed that will um that will influence that. So um, a lot of researchers were saying, okay, let's look at the role of stress in people's life, okay? And so what they were finding is that people, when you're under a lot of stress, your brain releases a, a hormone called cortisol. And so what they were finding is that children and individuals and families have a very blunted response to cortisol levels in the brain, and it's the stress hormone and that there's not enough receptor sites. If you know anything about um, the brain and its neurological functioning is that you have receptor sites in the brain and that um, that these chemicals are released in the brain when you're under high levels of stress. Well, they're saying these individuals respond to cortisone differently. And uh, further researcher research has found, um, particularly the researcher, the research of a woman named Lisa Pan, Lisa P-A-N, said that, okay, um, they have isolated this gene called the FKBP5 gene. And that particular gene, once it's triggered, it affects how you relate to cortisone. And it also um, affects um, how not no, not necessarily cortisone, but also serotonin and dopamine in the brain. And so what she found was that, wow, the, the serotonin, the dopamine and the cortisone um, tend to be um, off balance when you have a folate deficiency in your system. So what she did was she gave individuals folate, um, folic acid um, as a treatment for individuals who just try to commit suicide and talk, talk therapy doesn't seem to work. And so what they were finding is that individuals who got that folate deficiency, their, th their um, ideations and attempts to commit suicide actually go away actually go away and that that particular gene blunts those individuals um, from experiencing the chemical Im imbalance in their brain. So the conclusions we can draw from this is that yes, suicide does run in families and that we know that attempts um, is different from an ideation, attempts is different from um, having a mental health issues, that um, it's not explained by imitation, it's not explained by just being sad or depressed, um, that it could be the way um, the brain experiences um, certain chemicals. And, um, 
and that you can alter your brain when you're given this sort of treatment. So it is inheritable. It's something that you can get, but it doesn't mean that that's the end for you. You know, um, I think, um, you know, it is genetic, but it doesn't mean that it will happen to you. I think understanding some of these things about how it could happen can help you get with um, certain treatments that can help diminish that. So, um, you know, it's important to focus on distress. It is important to focus on what's happening in terms of social problems in your family and treating all of those things. But it's also important to see a doctor, to see a physician, and to regulate some of the chemicals happening in the brain. And um, this sort of new research about folate deficiency um, in the brain could lead you to say, you know what, I can take control of this. I can go and see someone and participate in some of these studies and know that suicide runs in family, but it doesn't mean that it has to happen to you. This is Green Sky, and thank you very much for listening to the Green Sky Social Work Podcast.